0: Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherri Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, your on-air ladies Bible study event. This is the show that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O devotion. This week, my intention is to help you see yourself as God sees you. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode number 113, You Are Beautiful. I'm dedicating this episode to my nieces and daughters, one by birth and the others in love. If you're not one of those young women, but you're listening, don't feel left out. I've been praying for you too. I want this message to sink deep into your heart and settle into your soul. Today, we won't have an interview guest as I've had this message burning on my heart to share. And i love to go a little deeper with you than just a quick Soul H2O devotion. To help you get the most out of the teaching, you can download one of the Soul H2O journal pages to take notes. You can even use them for your personal devotions and find them on today's show notes at soulh2o.com 113. After the first music pick song, we'll dive in to today's Soul H2O teaching. But for now, be inspired by Tasha Layton singing, Look What You've Done. Look what you've done. I, I'm singing. Look what you've done. When my daughter Shelby was a teen, I spoke at a youth retreat she attended. The leaders asked me to plan the weekend around the message of how God sees us, using the title of Pure Beauty. And girl, that's exactly how God sees you pure beauty. In the midst of planning, someone asked, Why in the world would you plan a whole weekend at church centered around beauty? Isn't that superficial, they said? It's not very spiritual for a church group to talk about, is it? Well, it may not be spiritual, but that doesn't mean that God doesn't care about it. You see, God made you body, soul, and spirit. There's three parts to each one of you. John and Stacy Eldridge, in their book, Captivating, Unveiling the Mystery of a Woman's Soul, explain that there are three things that every woman in her heart longs for. The first, to be romanced, and not just by a man. You've got to read the book to understand that one. But number two is to play an irreplaceable role in a great adventure. And last but not least is to unveil beauty. To enjoy beautiful things and to want to be beautiful is naturally feminine. To be honest, it's actually just naturally human. It's okay. I believe it's a God-given desire in the heart of women to love beauty. Think about it. Little girls want to play dress up. They're brides and fairies, butterflies and princesses. When Shelby was little, she'd put on my heels and jewelry or anything else of mine that she could get her hands on, and those clicky little plastic heels. Boys like to dress up too, but they're cowboys and superheroes, seldom wear heels. Girls like glitter and sparkles. Most boys don't willingly wear anything that shines. The problem is that often the desire for unveiling beauty can get out of balance. Some women have made beauty their focus, their goal, and sometimes their obsession. Now, this isn't just a new thing either. Take a history lesson and you'll learn some of the crazy things women have done to try and attain what they deem as beautiful. Historically, women want the look of smaller waists so their bosoms look bigger. In medieval times, up to the early 1900s, women would tie up their corsets so tight to attain this look, they would often pass out, cause damage to their internal organs, and often break ribs. Ancient Chinese women would bind their feet so they wouldn't grow because they thought that small feet were more beautiful. People are buying again into this trap and getting something called the Cinderella Procedure for toe shortening. Geisha women cover their skin in white paint because they think pale skin is more beautiful than their lovely skin. We pluck or painfully wax unwanted hair. Women in Nairobi are injecting chicken feed into their butts to make them bigger. Women go on fad diets that are unhealthy for them to try and have that perfect size. And sadly, some girls never feel the right size and end up with an eating disorder. Face cream, to decrease wrinkles, has turned into a multi-billion dollar industry, and now that's not enough for us aging girls. There's Botox, Rejuvederm, and plastic surgery. Years ago, there was a TV series called Extreme Makeover, where they took what they deemed as unattractive people, performed months of plastic surgery on them, and transformed them into unrecognizable beauties. On some shows, they help people with deformities and other things, and you know, that was wonderful. But the show heightened the desire for perfection. Since then, plastic surgeons are everywhere, and everyone seems to be getting sculpted. In 2015, a model named Pixie Fox from Sweden sought out surgical methods in her obsession to break the world's smallest waist record. She had six ribs removed, yet never achieved her goal. As I watched videos on this young woman, my heart ached. She expresses something many girls would relate to, an inner feeling that she didn't look good enough. After over $100,000 in plastic surgery and unknown amounts on clothing, makeup, hair products, and jewelry. Sadly, after all this effort, Pixie still sees things she doesn't like about herself and wants to change. The saddest part is that before all of these alterations, Pixie was a pure beauty, seriously gorgeous, yet her mind kept lying to her. Remember Heidi Montag from the show The Hills and how she almost died because she had too many plastic surgery procedures in one day? We women can be crazy. Someone said, Jesus Christ will give you the ultimate extreme makeover just remember he always starts from the inside out philippians 2 13 says for it is god who works in you god wants to do an inner healing to help bring your beauty from the inside out what we talked about in last week's episode number 112 jesus came to heal your heart with jennifer Evaz. Sadly, as human nature happens, people often go from one side of the ditch to another instead of finding the truth, most often in the middle. Whole denominations have totally veered away from any form of beautification because they want to stay free from any bondage of self, afraid to get caught in beauty's evil desires. Sometimes in church, we can so overemphasize the need for inner beauty. We make outer beauty, something to look down on, almost a sin of sorts. This doctrine of holiness being an outward issue comes from two portions of scripture where Paul and Peter instruct women to not spend time on their outward appearance. In 1 Timothy 2, 9-10, Paul says, I also want the women to dress modestly, with decency and propriety, adorning themselves, not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds, appropriate for women who profess to worship God. Then Peter says in 1 Peter 3 verses 3 to 5. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that our inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. Now, Although I agree with Peter and Paul's sentiment expressed in these verses that inner beauty is the purest form of beauty, these passages are parts of scripture that seem to include the opinions of these two men that were never expressed by Jesus or any other writer in the Bible. I do believe that working on your inner beauty is most important, but I don't believe that working on your outer beauty is wrong. I've always been of the opinion, as my college buddy often said, that if the barn needs painting, paint it. Okay, I'm joking, but I do believe that God placed beauty on the inside and on the outside of every one of you listening. I also believe, like author Stacey Eldridge, that God placed a longing in every woman's heart to unveil beauty. So, if God placed the desire for beauty inside of you, why? Why did he put it there? Why did God give you the desire for beauty? Well, you'll have to come back after the break to find out why. I'm Sherry Stahl, and the music pick song for episode 113 is Burn Bright by Natalie Grant. The warmer weather means you're always on the move and the My Joy Radio app means the songs you love and the encouragement you crave move with you. Never miss another minute with 24-7 access to the Joy Radio live stream. Get the latest messages from the ministries you love delivered right to your smartphone or download them ahead for offline listening. Be uplifted, whether at the office or the beach. The My Joy Radio app, available now. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. In the first segment of the show, we talked about how God placed the desire for beauty in you and how we've gotten that desire out of whack throughout history, falling on either side of the ditch in our thinking. We tend to either obsess about the way we look on the outside or abase our desires to be beautiful and see them as ungodly, seldom reaching the balance I believe that God desires for us to live in. At the end of the segment, I ask the question, why did God give you the desire for beauty? And I think understanding the answer to this will help some of the inner turmoil you may feel around this quest for beauty. As I searched scripture, I found three reasons why God gave you a desire for beauty. The first reason God gave you a desire for beauty is because God loves beautiful things. Think about spring. And when you go out for a walk in a garden, you see so many beautiful colors, types of flowers, plants, amazing aromas. God created all of the beautiful sights and gorgeous scents. Why do we girls love jewelry? Well, why is it that diamonds are a girl's best friend? Wasn't it our creator who made diamonds and all of the beautiful gemstones? Yes, indeedy, he did. Have you ever read the end of the book of Exodus where God gives direction for how he wanted the priest to dress and how he wanted the temple to be built? Not the most exciting read, I'll give you that, but it let you in on what God likes. When he was giving the directions to build his temple, he had them put so much gold and real bronze that it would make the Vatican look dull. Expensive draperies, golden lampstands, ornate clothing and tables, furniture made from the most beautiful and expensive woods. God required everything to be made by skillful craftsmen and for there to be incredible scents burning at all times created by a professional perfumer. He set out a dress code for priests to wear a breastplate full of expensive and rare jewels. It would be like the equivalent to your pastor walking into church on Sunday wearing an Armani suit or dress on Sundays with expensive jewelry all over. God even had them wear designer underwear. If you don't believe me, you can check it out for yourself in Exodus 25 to 40. Yeah, that's 15 chapters of the Holy Scriptures dedicated to recording God's requirements for beauty in his temple and for his priests. Have you ever heard about how heaven is described in the Bible? Streets of gold, not asphalt. Walls of the most precious stones, more expensive than granite. Gates made of pearls and gemstones everywhere. It'll make Trump towers and their ornate gold walls look like chump change. It's beyond beautiful. I think it's safe to say God loves beautiful things. The second reason God gave you a desire for beauty is because God is the perfection of beauty. Psalm 50 verse 2 says, from Mount Zion, the perfection of beauty, God, shines in glorious radiance. Wouldn't you love to walk in a room and hear people say, wow, look at her. She's so radiant. She shines. We might be able to shine radiantly on a good hair day. But God, he is full of beauty. You can't separate God from beauty because it's who he is. As this verse says, God is the perfection of beauty. The third reason God gave you a desire for beauty is because you, girl, you are made in God's image. In Genesis chapter one, we read how for six days God was busy creating. After God made woman, he stopped. I'd like to think he saved the best for last. Either that or we did him in. Some say that women are the crown of creation. And in the book Captivating, John and Stacy Eldridge wrote, the essence of a woman is beauty. And I quite agree. After God created the sun, moon and stars, the sea and its creatures, plants, flowers, animals and birds, he said it was good. But after he made people, the Bible says he looked and said it was very good. That's what God thinks of you. Very good. And thinking about you makes him happy. Isaiah 62 verse 5 says, As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. The Bible lets you know what God thinks about you and his thoughts are good. But the enemy of your soul tries to twist this and make you feel like you're less than, not pretty enough, not good enough, not, not, not. It's all lies from the father of lies. If you're feeling condemned in your thinking, I can assure you that's not from God. Because Romans 8.1 promises, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God doesn't speak condemning words over you. He loves you and sees you as beautiful. If there has been anything less than beauty in your past or present, remember that 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. You're not locked into what you've done, what someone has done to you, or who you've been in the past. In God's eyes, you're locked into what he says about you. Scripture affirms over and over how God sees you and what he thinks about you. From the opening of the Bible, you see that God saw humans as very good. Isaiah reminds you of how you make God happy. Corinthians says you're not bound by your past, and Romans makes it clear that God doesn't condemn you. The Bible goes so far as to say in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. You are made in God's image, in his likeness. Now, you're not God, but you are like him. And the more you get close to him, the more you should be like him because you are made in God's image. The one who is the perfection of beauty. When God looks at you, he sees beauty perfected. We can't understand it because our understanding is so messed up on this earth. But when God looks at you, he thinks you're perfect, a pure beauty. And as the playground saying goes, it takes one to know one. Your desire to reveal beauty is normal, natural, and God-given. You can be sure of that because God loves beautiful things. God is the perfection of beauty, and you are made in God's image. Girl, you are beautiful. I'm sure you've heard it said before that Jesus is the King of Kings. I'm hoping this understanding changes your perspective when you read Psalm forty-five, eleven, that says, the King is enthralled by your beauty. No matter what others say or what your negative thoughts are towards yourself, the truth is that God sees you as a pure beauty. My challenge for you this week is to get in front of the mirror Every day, at least once a day, and repeat these words until they sink deep into your soul. God, help me see me the way you see me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made by you. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. I am beautiful. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 113, You Are Beautiful. Because, girl, you are. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to anything mentioned in the show, scripture graphics, and one with the challenge declaration I just said at soulh ocom slash 113. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a five-star review. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.